Welcome to Jury File. My name is Rona, and this is where we discuss some of the cases that Jury File is currently working on or following closely. We do discuss sensitive topics related to criminal investigations, including adult language, violence, abuse, and homicide. All individuals that we discuss are given the presumption of innocence until otherwise convicted in an official court of law. Today's episode especially will deal with the topic of violence. It can be difficult to listen to. This is specifically related to police violence. You can find our podcast on YouTube or most podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, TikTok, and Instagram. Jury File dedicates 100% of our compensation to the operation of providing legal and medical needs to the families that we support. So many people know that we've been looking into a case that took place originally in Muncie, Indiana. It's a missing persons case that that is slightly complex, but the basics of the case are really not all that complex. Later in the week, we'll cover what law enforcement has to say about what they are and are not willing to do regarding that case. So follow our coverage this week regarding Haley Cummings. She is missing from Muncie, Indiana. She is believed to be in Georgia. But let me explain to you over this week why this case is highly problematic. There are so many angles to why this case exhibits an opportunity for a lot of education. I believe very much that Haley can be found if the proper work were put into the case. So let's talk about all of that this week. But first, let's start out with discussing some troubling things happening within the community of Muncie, Indiana, that I think people should definitely be looking out for, considering that sentencing is coming up for some of these issues. So I just sat through a lot of body cam footage, news reports, allegations, court documents, and just kind of pouring through the data regarding what we're going to talk about. This is just the first report of the next week. But we really, really need this to be talked about. So after watching all of this, it's incredibly disturbing. It seems like it just gets more disturbing as you go down the rabbit hole. So let's go ahead and get into it. This issue did not get enough attention the first time around. So let's let's try to take a crack at it again. Multiple Muncie, Indiana police officers are facing multiple counts, including obstruction of justice filing false reports, abuse of individuals they were arresting, including allegations of abuse against a juvenile. In 2019, more reports and allegations began to surface within the community. Reports regarding the abusive incidents were allegedly falsified by arresting officers. Officer Joseph Kreja was also implicated in these crimes as he falsified reports stating that another officer, that their use of force was justified when it was proven not to be. In December of 2022, days before the trial, that other officer, Chase Winkle, pled guilty to 11 counts of using excessive force and obstruction of justice. Former Muncie, Indiana police officers Chase Winkle, Jeremy Gibson, Dalton Kurtz, 
also admitted guilt and they are awaiting sentencing. Officer Corey Posey is the only defendant awaiting a trial and still receiving a salary of $56,386. So the change in Kreja's plea, he changed his plea in December and it seemed like it maybe followed the decision for other defendants to change their plea as well. That's just my own speculation. Now, these reports, they detail a variety of abuse, including using a taser without proper justification, a string of physical abuse detailed in the allegations, including kicking, punching, knocking an individual unconscious during an arrest. The the names of these people that have been victimized, brutalized by police, just keep stacking up the further I get into this. These allegations like I was saying, include kicking, punching. All of these instances allegedly happened without proper justification for them. During one alleged incident, Officer Winkle used his knee to apply excessive force to the head and neck area um, of someone he was arresting while also tasing that person. Uh, Once the person was apprehended, the assault from the police officer continued from Officer Winkle is very disturbing to watch some of these arrests. Um, I'm choosing not to play them on our podcast. I don't think that's necessary. Uh, We all get the idea. We've all seen enough police brutality videos in recent past. We, We know what we're discussing here. We all get traumatized on a daily basis just by being alive in, in this society. So, um, you know, try not to Try not to dwell too much on the more graphic content that's out there. So based on the sentencing guidelines, Officer Winkle faces up to 20 years. And prosecutors are um, allegedly, allegedly already putting in a good word for Officer Winkle ahead of sentencing by recommending a low sentence. Kreja will face sentencing on March 3rd. Winkle's case has been reset for June 27th due to the defense needing more time. I'm sure they do. These hearings have been reset for June 27th. The officers are accused of knowingly assaulting citizens, assaults that at times resulted in substantial injuries, and then committing obstruction of justice during and after the criminal act. This is not a crime that deserves leniency regardless of what the state says. Winkle didn't show any remorse in court, nor did he offer an apology in court, regardless of admitting fault. Winkle's father, Joe Winkle, was formerly the Muncie, Indiana police chief. The episodes this week will cover multiple stories concerning this issue in Muncie, Indiana. Police brutality within a department shows the true intentions and reliability of that department to protect and serve. The oath of an officer is not easy to take or keep. This role is for a certain personality type that can respect the rights of citizens while also enforcing the laws of that community. That's difficult. That's difficult when you have someone that is not being compliant or when you maybe are put in the position of determining if someone's in a mental health crisis. Diffusing incidents cannot be successful when officers lose their ability to be professional and also abide by the law themselves. 
if you can't withstand the pressure of the job without becoming an authoritarian dictator in your local community by brutalizing your citizens, policing is not the job for you. Now, this does tie in to our missing persons case. What I just stated, you cannot expect a police department who accepts this kind of demeanor and these kind of attitudes and this kind of authoritarianism and dictatorship by force to care about its vulnerable citizens. So we're going to tie all this together. We're going to cover all the stories and we're going to get into the facts about what's going on in Muncie, Indiana, while simultaneously covering our missing persons case, because it seems at the moment we're the only ones doing that. We've been told directly that they are not working this case, and we're going to explain to you why we don't understand how that makes any sense.